On today's action-packed episode of Locked On Cubs, we talk about what the Cubs didn't do at the trade deadline and then talk about what they did do. We're going to get in and discuss why Wilson Contreras and Ian Happ weren't dealt, how we feel about it, what we think about it, and then we will break down the couple trades they did make. A very big and important episode on Locked On Cubs. Join us next. Are Locked On Cubs, your daily Chicago Cubs podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Welcome into Locked On Cubs alongside Sam Olber. I'm Matt Cozy. Pleasure to be with you today. If this is your first time or long time to Locked On Cubs, a lot on tap for this episode. There's certainly been a lot of interesting days, really the last decade, Sam, with the Cubs, and today ranks right up there with that. The Cubs at the trade deadline did not trade Wilson Contreras or Ian Happ. They did deal over the last few days four different relief pitchers, Martin, F. Frost, Robertson, and Gibbons in that order. But right now the focus is on Contreras and Hap, and it leaves Cubs fans in a weird place. Look, I want to make my stance perfectly clear because when we did our reaction video, I, I, I must not have done a good job of it. I am not upset that Jed Hoyer – didn't settle for pennies on the dollar for Contreras or Ian Happ. Why would anybody want you to trade these guys and get back guys that you don't believe that are actually good? I'm upset because I thought that this trade deadline was another opportunity for the Cubs to get better. They did an awesome job last year in, in basically the same exact situation, not half, but Contreras with Chris Bryant on an expiring deal, Javier Baez on an expiring deal, and Anthony Rizzo on an expiring deal. And they turned in some of their top prospects in their entire organization there. And, and maybe, maybe that success ended up working to their detriment this time around, and teams were a little bit more hesitant to deal for, for a guy like Wilson Contreras, seeing how it went for Baez and seeing how it went for Bryant. That's obviously a possibility, but the way Jed Hoyer set this up and, 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 you know, I know he, he said today that, well, we never made it obvious that we were going to trade him. That's I'm calling you out on that, man. I mean, it was the, the, the marquee sports network is owned by the Chicago Cubs. If the Cubs thought that there was a 15, 20, 25% chance they weren't going to be traded, they wouldn't have let that, they wouldn't have done that entire coverage of Contreras and Haps, uh, um, you know, goodbye day. Like everybody thought that this was a done deal. I think Jed Hoyer completely overestimated either the value for those guys or, or overestimated the market. Um, I just, as a fan, and I want to be perfectly clear. I I am I support these deals. I I don't think and 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 I have no knock, Matt, personally on Wilson Contreras. He mm -hmm. is a piece to a great baseball team. He is not, in my opinion, a building block to a great baseball team. And I believe uh, uh, Jed Hoyer believes that, at least at the catcher position, because if Jed Hoyer believed that, there would be a lot more extension chatter and talks. There hasn't been Ian Happ. 
is a nice baseball player. I do not believe Ian Happ is a building block to a great baseball team. We're talking about two guys that ironically have basically have the very identical career numbers, hitting in the low 250s for their career, low 800s OPS for their career. Nice players. Obviously, Wilson Contreras is more valuable because he's a catcher, but as Buster only has stated multiple times during this deadline, the, the rest of the league and Jed Hoyer himself, they don't view Wilson Contreras as a catcher anymore in the future. He's becoming a DH. His defense is a problem. And so when you take that bat and you make him a DH, it's a nice player. It's not a building block. I was hoping because of the start that he had and the start that Ian Happ had that gave them deserved all-star bids, the Cubs would be able to take those starts, sell high on one guy that for sure they did not want to be on the baseball team next year. They would have extended them already. And then one guy in Ian Happ that you would just be selling really high on that Jeff Passan and multiple guys said that you know it was a bidding war basically for him and better your better your future and better your your your, your long term outlook and then start uh, the winning process next year and that didn't happen and I was really disappointed that it didn't happen. If the Cubs were not going to extend Contreras, which there was a report last week that the last time they actually, it was either that they spoke formally and or offered an extension was 2017. So that's five years ago. That's in, in professional sports terms, it's a light year ago. There is not, there wasn't any indication that they were interested in signing Contreras up for multiple years. That was for a number of reasons, namely his defense. He ranks at the very, towards the very bottom. He's about fifth to last in overall catching metrics, receiving, blocking, throwing to bases. Uh, you know, part of the receiving is, is, you know, getting strikes at the right time, getting strikes when they're not and framing. And he has really regressed behind the dish. Um, and, and so if you weren't going to extend him, which isn't an opinion, it's a, a fact because they hadn't gone to the drawing board. They hadn't gone to the negotiating table for years. Then there is no excuse not to trade them in the moment. I thought it was a clear and utter failing. Um, the emotion, the emotional Cubs fan in me, the emotional side uh, turned in from that from, Hey, it's a complete utter failing into really just confusion uh, because there's no value that's in return for Contreras now. And, and we can get into all the minutia of it. Sure. Um, we, we got the whole show. This is all we're talking about today for the most part here on Locked On Cubs. <laughs> and we're not talking about the effort in St. Louis tonight. This team right. offensively is really slumping. Right. This whole scenario with the Cubs, and we've mentioned it on our show before. We're about 25 episodes in now. It's been a lot of fun, but it's, it's just very complicated. And, and today was a day where, um, you know, none of this situation was cleared up. In fact, we just added to the list of, of our, of, of the complicated nature of all this. And, you know, I, I, I don't know if, if Jed Hoyer, um, you know, had too high of a price on these guys. I think reading between the lines at his press conference today, and he's going to probably build out his thoughts more on Friday when the Cubs get back to Wrigley. He mentioned that at the end of his presser today. 
but the market just wasn't there for Contreras. And to an extent, it wasn't there for Hap either in the sense that you look at all these other teams across the league and they did acquire bats. Um, Darren and, Ruff. And, and I think that's, that's my main thoughts initially. Yeah. And, and, and to, to, to your point, like it's a failure not to trade them. Yes. But you know, the, the people are going to respond and say, well, they didn't have the right offer on the table, but at the end of the day, harsh or not, that's on right. Jed for not getting the right offer. You, you, right. you are a salesman. You are well, obviously to... they didn't have the right offer. Yeah. Right. You, and no, nobody is saying make an offer you don't like. But what we are saying is that you didn't extend them, and everybody knows, okay? And, and, and I don't want to hear this. this. This is what bothered me. Don't pretend like it was like, oh, yeah, we were going to keep them all along if we didn't have the right offer. No shot, okay? No, no there's you, no way. You That's thought just not true. A, a foregone conclusion to trade them, and you oversold it, and you didn't get you, – you, you didn't – you didn't deliver. We don't know the negotiation, the negotiating process and how it went. But what we do know, at least I feel this way, and this is just my opinion, that Jed Hoyer 100% went into the deadline knowing he was going to trade Wilson Contreras and did it. And, and that's and at the end of the day, right. part of being a GM is being a salesman. And he didn't sell uh, 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 Contreras good enough to get something that he would have wanted. So now, um, and, you know, and I guess, Matt, maybe we'll talk about this a little later on, yeah. is – it, it puts you in a situation where you're in a really weird spot with Contreras. Hap's yes. a little bit more understandable because you could have him on the team next year. Maybe he can help you. Maybe he can't. We'll see how he finishes out this year. Ian Hap is a very volatile hitter. He could easily finish this year in a very underwhelming season with the way he's going. Maybe he gets hot again. We don't know. But Contreras is, 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 is a really, really interesting uh, uh, situation. We'll talk about that. And just to follow up on part of your open, Sam, before we extend the convo, Marquis, actually, I was I was impressed in a way that they showed all that last week. It, it, it was like it was like it was they're telling you, hey, hey, Wilson Contreras, great guy, helped us win a championship. Let's give him his farewell. We all know he's going to be traded. And that's part of the problem here is just the the right. the the deceiving part of it. Like it's just very weird. Yeah, a lot of moving parts here. Uh, let's see here. Let me tell you about Blue Nile. Make your moment sparkle with jewelry from BlueNile.com. Remember, there are two parts to this business. Engagement rings, wedding bands, and also everyday fine jewelry. Diamonds, rings, gemstone necklaces, etc. And going on now is the Blue Nile anniversary sale. Save up, for, save up to 40% on classic fine jewelry pieces and 25% on engagement ring settings. Plus, as we all know, every order is insured, ships free, and arrives in discreet packaging, so that won't give away what's inside. Shop stress-free and find your forever piece of jewelry bling. Go to BlueNile.com today. Matt, I'd like to I'd like to talk about Contreras's future here and what this means, and then we should we'll, we'll break down the trades the Cubs did make today. Yeah, and I, uh, I I think I got some 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 stuff on Hap as well. Yeah, a, a lot of people in our 
when we went live, we're like, oh, well, now they're just going to extend them. No, uh, that that is probably not going to happen. What 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 evidence do you have what, that says that? Yeah, and and if you don't agree with that, then that is in your right, of course. But right. Jed Hoyer ha- has proven he does not want to extend Wilson Contreras. He does not want Wilson Contreras to be the catcher of his next great team. That that is what I believe. Whether you agree or disagree with that. That's up to you, okay? I, I am in the minority, and again, I, I have nothing against Wilson Contreras, the player. We don't win a World Series without him. The guy deserves to be right in the middle of that 2016 statue you always talk about, Matt. Yeah, totally. But I, but I agree with that. That's my thing. I, I don't think Wilson Contreras should be the catcher. Now, now if you want to talk about maybe he accepts something cheaper to play a different position, okay, maybe we could talk about that. I, I'm not a fan of his high leverage skills offensively. Right. And now you're putting yourself in a situation. I just want to explain to our audience, um, you know, because this is really complicated. I, I read a lot about it today. I had to yeah. learn about it. So the Cubs now are, are going to offer Wilson Contreras a qualifying offer. What that means is basically you take well, you take the Probably. Means, yeah. Right. Probably. I think there's a scenario where they don't. Right. No, because, because they're – and explain, explain to people why you say that. I think there's a scenario they don't offer the qualifying offer because they don't want him to stay. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I, I, I think it's, it's complicated, but it's like, what if he takes it? Right. So let's, let me explain what the qualifying offer is. So the qualifying offer means they offer him a, a mean salary of like the top. I think it's like 125 player salary is be like 17, 18 million usually right. is what it is. Um, and then if he rejects it, Whichever team he signs with mm-hmm. gives the Cubs a compensatory pick. So technically they didn't lose him for nothing. Now what this right. does to Contreras is, is it, is it hurts his, his value a little bit. It because, dilutes his market. Yeah, because now teams are going to be, become more hesitant to sign him. So in your point, there is a chance that he takes the qualifying offer from the Cubs and says, hey, right. I'll do another year. Give me the $18 million. I'll have another big year and then go back to free agency um, because obviously the market isn't great for me. Would that be good for the Cubs? I don't know. Uh, I, I I don't think that's what Jed Hoyer wants, or else he would just pay him. <laughs> um, you know, I think and then, moving forward, that that might be the worst option. Yeah, and 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 you know, Jed Hoyer probably has his eyes on some other players that are going to cost around that much that he'd like to give money to. I don't know. It just becomes very murky and confusing heading into the offseason now with Contreras. Uh, because they couldn't get this trade done. And by the way, it's actually probably worse for Contreras that they didn't get the trade done because he could have just become a straight-up free agent. Exactly. And and so so it was worse for him as well, if that makes sense. So, you know, overall, like I said, I I, I want people to know I I have, you know, I get a lot of DMs and stuff. People get really upset at my takes (laughs) on these guys, and and I have no, like, there's a lot of guys on the Cubs I like, and I don't dislike Wilson Contreras. I just think that, it's been very obvious from for a long time now, Matt. And please correct me if I'm wrong. That's what the show is. That right. Jed Hoyer does not believe he's going to be the, the the backstop for the next great Cubs team. So for them not to be able to find a way to get value for him that they like, ultimately, in my opinion, is a failure. Yeah, there's a little bit of shock value to to hear that as a fan. Like even when we talk about it, it's not that fun to talk about. Yeah. Because Contreras is literally going to be a part of that statue. Opening day 2026, and 
you know, it was already one thing that he wasn't really going out on like the best of terms. And no, they had really the, the send off. They built the runway and then they have to close the runway. The flight doesn't take off. The flight's delayed. Now we got to come poorly. back, in, in, you know, after the after the storm or whatever it is. Um, you know, I, I think this could really crush Contreras's market just because he's tied to the to the draft pick. Um and and obviously his market isn't what he thought it was either. Some team would have given up a nice level prospect no, for him. No, and the one thing that that is, you know, just to acknowledge the other side of it, and I think you did mention it briefly, is that maybe somewhere in all this this equation is a two or three year deal for a low amount of money. And right. sometimes Contreras catches, sometimes he DHs, sometimes he plays first base. Who's playing first base on the next good Cubs team? Great no point. idea. No, it's a great Why point. Why couldn't it be Contreras? Yeah, that's a that's it, a and, and I would be totally and I would be totally if if, if you did a three year, let's say uh uh forty five million dollar deal with him yeah, catching great example. With with him catching, maybe maybe he has one or two guys he's the personal catcher for, and then he plays first. I'm on board with that, right? Th- that helps your team. Right. What I'm not, I, I, what I'm not on board with is is five years, a hundred million to play no. catcher four days a week. That's right. what I'm not on board with. And I think there was a perception. Again, we don't know. So if you write below, hey, well, you don't you don't know that, that you weren't at the table. Correct. I wasn't at the table. <laughs> and I never no. will be, by the way. Right, right. So the perception is, okay, yeah, maybe he was asking $20 million a year. Hey, Wilson, you know, you just got illustrated your market. Um, here's the plan for you. You're you're a fan favorite, catcher, first base, DH. Here's three years for X amount. Could play, could play left field the pinch. That would be an extreme plot twist, but I would definitely welcome that. Yeah, I wouldn't be opposed to that 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 as well. As long as as long as there's other building blocks that they're signing that 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 could perform in the clutch. Let's get a little bit into Ian Happ and more after this. BetOnline.net is your number one source for all your betting needs and sports info. Find all of the latest sports developments, league reviews, and news, including all things baseball. After the Padres acquired. Hater, Soto, Drury. I mean, how much time? Babe Ruth, Lou Gehrig, yeah. Joe DiMaggio. The Padres' odds are so good right now, and Bet Online provided that today. They illustrated that shot up that they got, which is understandable. And you can head to BetOnline.net to see that, or download the app to learn more about the trends in action. Bet Online, where the game starts. The Padres just traded for Willie Mays. Yeah. Oh my gosh. Such an active team. One of the best in sports, I would say. Let's um let's talk about Ian Happ and then let's let's break down the deals that they did make today. Oh yeah, sure. So what sure. Did, what did, what did you want to say about Mr. Happ, Mr. Well, Matthew? Well, my thing with Happ is I, I never got a full grasp on why on why they would trade him. I understood that his value was high and he really hasn't been very consistent. He's been very up and down. Uh, there was one stage where he was sent to AAA a few years ago. He came back. He's really improved himself, um, especially from the right side of the plate. He's improved defensively. I think he's really only limited to left field. Uh, left field, DH, can play he second. The homer. He robbed the homer pinch. today. 
yeah, that was an outstanding catch. Um, so if, if the Cubs are competitive in 2023, which another show, um, I think Hap could be the left fielder. Uh, yeah. I just don't know what his market is moving forward. If they do decide to punt on 23, I don't know his mental status after going through this again. Seems uh, like he's they, glad do, to be back. Yeah. Do they, do they go through it again in the winter? If they don't get it done in the winter, they go through it in the yeah. summer if the Cubs lose. So and I think, I think the, I think yeah. the, I think the counter, what you're saying is it, it, it just had the vibes that they were going to sell high and get a lot for them. And, I thought so. And so I was, I was, I had said on the show, I was I was on board trading Ian Happ as long as the return made sense. The return not making sense, okay, you keep him. I also think the Cubs feel pretty good about some outfield options heading into 23, right? You got Suzuki. Yeah. Ho- hopefully you got Brennan Davis. Morrell has now introduced right. himself as a potential piece. Maybe you go out and sign a Brandon Nimmo. Who knows? We have no idea what their budget is. Mm-hmm. Um, so, so maybe – that was also pushing them to make the deal. Yep. Uh, but Hap's a little bit easier to understand why they wouldn't. They would have had to really like the return for that to happen. And obviously, you know, Hoyer made it sound like today that they just weren't even close uh, on these trades. No. Uh, it's just the Contreras one is the one that sticks because uh, of his his just contract situation. So. Yeah, and like we talked about in the instant reaction show, I think the Cubs maybe even had the framework of a deal with the Padres, but they got Soto. So that was thrown in the trash. Right. Um, and the other thing with Hap is, you know, where, where were the teams coming from? Because we heard some reports about the Dodgers, the Blue Jays, but that was really it. That yeah, was weird deadline for the Dodgers. Chris, yeah. Chris Martin and Joey Gallo. Yeah. Strange. I thought strange. that Joey Gallo thing wasn't going to affect the hat market. I, I thought they'd slide in anyway. It's all over now. What does it make a difference? Yeah. Let's, let's talk about what they did do. So, so they did trade David Robertson, the Phillies got back an arm that I believe is going to be slotted as the number 11th rated prospect in their system. Um, what's it? What's Ben Brown? Brown. He's six, six right-handed pitcher. Yeah. Six foot six, 97 mile an hour fastball has those characteristics of a slider. We did break down the Scott Efros deal. Um, at length. So I don't want to be redundant, but I think that's the deal the Cubs feel the best about. Um, And then they traded Michael Givens to the Mets, which I thought like you thought was, there was going to be something else that came out of that. Um, Tell tell us about the, uh, tell us about the, the, the Mets return. I know it's a, it's a, it's another, it's another pitcher. Yeah. Saul Gonzalez. He's uh, same height as Brown, six, six. He's right-handed. He throws hard, has a good uh, slider and and this is the profile that the Cubs are looking at right now and really all three returns are very similar. Yeah, um, the only and, thing with Gonzalez is that he he throws out of the bullpen already in single right. A. And and good for them for for feeling like you know if you watched our episode after the Dodgers series I was very adamant that the the, the Cubs had a run prevention issue, um, uh, how right. to develop pitching defense, all that stuff, high quality stuff. And it looks like that is their number one priority here during this rebuild is figuring out how to prevent runs at a higher rate and to get themselves in the same ballpark as a Milwaukee, a Dodger situation, a Yankees, the Rays, the Guardians. These are teams oh, these are teams that are are really good at preventing runs and really good at developing pitching. And it looks like the Cubs are starting to figure that out. So that's nice to see. Um right. And, and and that's what they, I mean, that's what they targeted in all their trades. So 
Yes, they did, and and in the draft. So I, you know, obviously they paid a price for not developing a single pitcher for 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 dang near a decade. Um, but you could clearly see what they're trying to do within the last couple of years. So definitely and, this and summer. We, we talked about this on last night's show about deadline memories. And I just want to let people, because I know people are going to come at me and say, you know, you're, why are you so mad? Well, you know, in the past, the Cubs have some of the most important deals in the history of this organization came from selling at the deadline. <laughs> I, I, mean, right. I mean, you're talking, talking about Arietta and Strope. You're talking about Hendricks. You're talking about Addison Russell. Uh, uh, you know, the, the, these are you never want to be sellers. Nobody wants to be. Nobody. No. Right. And it's a lot easier to be a seller than it is to be a buyer because most of the time in baseball, the team that's buying is not going to win the World Series. It's just math. Uh, the, the, the the Padres just added the best hitter in the in, in Major League Baseball, 23 years old, and they are still not even the favorite to win the World Series. Uh, uh, it, winning the World Series in baseball is a crapshoot. Sometimes teams like Atlanta get really hot, like last year, and win it. Sometimes teams are great wire-to-wire, like the 16 Cubs, but it's not like basketball. In basketball, if you do a trade of the equivalent of getting Josh Hader and Juan Soto, you're most likely, if you stay healthy, you're going to win the championship in baseball. It's not like that. So the seller always looks better, right? Because the sell, the buyer's trying to win a world series. If they don't, and then they gave, give up a bunch of prospects, right? Like they look yep. not like, imagine if the Cubs didn't win the world series and Chapman then went back to the Yankees and they lost Glaber Torres, right? It just right, looks right. bad. It worked or, out or, in that sense. Or the Quintana deal, right? The Cubs didn't win a world series from that. And cease is great. And, and, you know, Aloy's more of a question mark, but that's a right. That's neither here nor there. So my, my, my that's not my, why you called. Yeah, my 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 point is is even though you don't like being a seller, and let's hope that this is the last time for a long time the Cubs yes, are sellers. Let's let's hope being a seller at the trade deadline is a tremendous opportunity to better your ball club, especially when you have assets that you feel like are assets, and you have two guys. One guy is a champion, and another guy made the All Star team, and to not turn them into anything to help the future of your baseball team at the trade deadline, even though the offers weren't there, makes me upset, and I think I have the right to to feel that way. Be sure to hit the subscribe button for Locked On Cubs on YouTube and smash the like button on all your favorite Cubs content. We're also on Apple, Spotify, and wherever you get your podcasts. And remember, you can leave us a voicemail or drop us a text, 312-834-4634. Thanks for making Locked On Cubs your first listen every day. Now make your second listen to Locked On MLB Podcast. MLB expert Paul Francis Sullivan brings humor, passion, unique perspective on every team and the biggest stories around the league. For Sam Olber, I'm Matt Cozy. This has been Locked on Cubs.